Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father, through His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. The Word of God that calls for our attention this morning comes to us from the Gospel reading from Mark chapter 10, particularly verses 21 and 22. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go sell all that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. So far our text. Very often we find ourselves in the shoes of the rich young man who comes to Jesus in our gospel reading this morning. We have a great desire to talk to Jesus, but we end up asking the wrong question. We often want to know what we need to do in order for things to come out better. For us to have everything that we could want. Just like this young man who runs up to Jesus and asks, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? How many of you have ever earned an inheritance? I'm not seeing anyone. Because you don't. An inheritance is a gift given when a person dies. It is not something that you earn. Now, yes, there may be some who have gone and been caretakers for someone and have been left something as a thank you for the years of service or whatnot. But it's still a gift, not something that is owed because of things that were done. But we have the same thing. We want to know what we need to do. And there's nothing that we need to do except for to look outside of ourselves. Because that question in and of itself focuses everything on me. What do I need to do so that I can get what I want? And Jesus responds to him very carefully, very considerately concerning his place in life and what he thinks of himself. And so he goes and he lists off several of the commandments. And the young man says, Teacher, I have done all these and I've kept all of them from my youth. You know, I've never murdered. I've never committed adultery. I respect my parents. I've never stolen anything. See, all these things I have done. Now what else? Because he understands that something is missing. And the problem that we find is that focus is wrong in our lives. That the one thing that is missing is the one thing that is supposed to be most important. As Amos says, they hate him who reproves in the gate, and they abhor him who speaks the truth. I mean, we do. I mean, we really dislike when people say something that may be true that we don't want to hear or that may be opposite of what we think and how we feel. And again, Jesus points to the second table of the law, goes through commandments 4 through 10, and the man says, I've done these. What else? There's a reason why Jesus only goes through the second table. 
Because the young man has no clue how to keep the first table of the law. He has no clue how to have no other gods before God because his riches, his possessions are his God. Which is why he walks away sorrowful. There's the prospect of getting rid of everything for Jesus. It's appalling to him. It's definitely a setback to him. Keeping God's name holy. Sounds great on paper. But again, we go back to his statement, all these I have done for my youth. Saying that, you know, all those commandments, yeah, God knows that I've done them, right? And Jesus just simply points to him. And in the, in the words of Amos, God speaks, For I know how many are your transgressions and how great are your sins. Very lovingly, Jesus says, I know exactly what your problem is. And it's the same problem that everybody else around me has. They are missing one thing. And most of them think they have it. And end up realizing that they don't. And in the conversation, Jesus cuts to the core of the problem right at the very beginning. Because what was the, what was the man's question? Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus turns it back on him. Why do you call me good? No one is good except God. Is he confessing that Jesus is God? Well, no. He's just thinking, this guy has a reputation about him. He is this great rabbi who says all these wonderful things. So, for him, good teacher just means that he's a teacher to be sought after, but not necessarily one to be completely drawn to and completely believed. And that's where we find ourselves, at that crossroads. What do we think about Jesus? Do we think that He is good? Or do we think that He is just good for us? As we sang to begin our service this morning, today your gate is open, and all who enter in shall find a Father's welcome and pardon for their sin. The gate is open. The gate is always open for those who would like to enter in. But you can only enter in through faith and the one who says, I am the door. The one who the opening hymn also called all-embracing mercy. The one who wants to wrap you in his arms and hug you like he did the little children that came to him to be blessed. But many times we find that warm, reassuring hug to be more of a straitjacket than consoling. Because we still want to have us at the center. And Jesus tells each one of us, you lack one thing. For the rich young man, it was go and sell his possessions, give away everything, and come follow him. And he couldn't do it. To you and me, it can be very different things. It could be to sell all your possessions and go give it to the poor. could be just to give up certain things that you know you probably shouldn't be doing anyway. And to come and follow Him. That is the most important thing. 
is to seek Him who washes away all of our sins. Through whom Isaiah say, or Amos says, seek the Lord and live. What is the answer to the man's question? What must I do? Seek the Lord. And then you have life. Then you can live. And so Hebrews tells us to exhort one another every day that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And not just talking about the sin that we do, but the sin that is sitting right here. The sin that was inside the rich young man who says, I've kept all these commandments from my youth. The one that's in each of us saying, yeah, I'm not that bad. I mean, look at me. I showed up for church this morning. I mean, that's that's got to count for something, right? Well, it counts in the fact that you are seeking the Lord. Because you want to have the same thing that the psalm asked for. Let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to their children. You want to see God's work being done. And you kind of want to see it like the apostles did. Because they got to see all the miracles. They got to see the teachings and everything. The crowds gathering around. And that was great. But Jesus also took care of what they needed on a daily basis, even in the mundane things. Which is one of the great reasons why our church body has LWML Sunday that we're celebrating today. The Lutheran Women's Missionary League seeks to be Jesus' hands and feet, caring not only for the spiritual blessings for people who don't know Jesus, but also caring for the physical needs of those whether they know Jesus or not. And part of that is seen by the quilts lining the sanctuary this morning, hand-sewn with love, the love of Christ, being shown that everyone needs to have their needs taken care of. And sometimes it does take the physical needs being taken care of first before then we open up with our spiritual needs. That's exactly what the LWML is all about. is giving the opportunities to see God's work among His servants and to see the glorious power of what happens when people come to understand the love of Jesus. Because that's exactly what this whole story is about with the rich young man. When Jesus looked at him, He loved him and told him what he needed to do. The same love that satisfies us every morning. That we can thank God that we have woken up. As many people say, we are on the green side of the dirt. Which is always good. And with the psalm, he reminds us to teach, that he wants to teach us to number our days. That we may get a heart of wisdom. That we may see what it is that is the one thing needful in our life. The one thing that we need most, which is Him and His Word and His love. And so as I was saying in a moment, O oh God, for saints and servants, those named and those unknown, in whom through all the ages Your light of glory shone, we offer glad thanksgiving and fervent prayer we raise that faithful in Your service our lives may sing Your praise. The one thing that we lack is the 
praise that comes out of a heart cleansed of all of our sin. Because sometimes we get bogged down in it. Sometimes we think all about me, me, me. When the one thing we lack is that sure and certain focus on Jesus. And to know that everything that we do should be for His praise. Whether we get the glory for it or not. As it says in the, in the hymn, those named and those unknown. But we don't need the credit. We just need to know that His will is being done and that we get to be a part of it. So the answer to the question, what must I do? Seek the Lord and He will give you life. Seek after Him and what He wants for your life and you will live. Amen.